Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. Episode 30 of Maximizing Life in the Middle podcast. Remember, you don't have to say the title because it's in our intro, dear. It's so hard to remember all these little (laughs) production note slash... Because we're studio producers now. Oh yeah, we are big time. We are... Big time producers. Though, I was really hoping for a producer credit on your newest venture ah your podcast which is called powerful parenting for today's kids yes and that's a bare bones down and dirty no kind of producer thing it's just right on out there so at this point in time we are not in need of a producer (laughs) no intro no no nothing frilly or fancy just it's just down and dirty you press record and you speak so if I get to the point of fluffing it up a little bit, I'll, I'll let you know. Right. So, so anyway, so we had two topics that we were going to discuss or that we talked about discussing today, and we ultimately opted for the second that I came up with, which is introducing your children to your passions. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I intentionally didn't discuss this with you before we pressed record because I didn't want, I wanted to hear in live, real time, what your thoughts were. So, why did you want to talk about introducing your kids to your passions? Well, I have some, some thoughts about it. This past week, or maybe even as long as uh, a week and a half ago, um, our local basketball team, our local professional basketball team, the Sixers, are in the midst of what hopefully will be a nice long playoff run. And a lot of our, a lot of the games, our family members will come over to our house to watch the games together. And when we were getting together for one of the recent games, my younger brother, who, um, when he was growing up, was not much of a reader, not much of a person who just wasn't his thing to read, but in the past five or six years, he's uh, he's become more of a a reader of of novels, and which is you know very interesting to me because I have always was a big reader of sci-fi and fantasy novels, and he suddenly has in the past five years gotten bit by that bug and has started to to read some novels and many of them books that I read for years. And now he is, um, he has picked it up. So we had the, we had the Sixers game and he came over, but he was here a little bit earlier and our daughter had one of the books that she is reading 
which was a novel that I read when I was about her age. And she had it kind of sitting out, and he picked it up. And she, of course, she loves the books. She read them. They're, it's called The Belgariad. And it was a five-book series that was written in, like, the early 80s by an author named David Eddings. And she went on to describe to him in... Excruciating uh, detail. Excruciating detail how great the books were and how he would love reading it. Her and, her thing wasn't a commercial. It was an infomercial. It was an infomercial. It was a 30-minute infomercial. For, for the Belgariad. And... Um, he he dutifully started reading it and he'd known about this book series because we've talked my brothers and I who we all my other brothers we've all read them or we all read them back in the day and um, so my youngest brother knew about this series but had never read it and I was struck by the idea of how my like I didn't pitch this book series to my brother she did mm-hmm but it was a book series that I... You pitched it to her. Had pitched to her, but I didn't really pitch it to her, actually. I just sort of... Well, you just offered it to her. Right. And I and I read it because my older brothers had read it. Um, though sometimes that cycle would have been inverted where I read something and then they read it. Um, but I just thought it was interesting to think about how we how we pass things down to the next generation and how how forceful we are. And uh, forceful isn't quite the right word, but how um, how much we, we push on that idea. What our agenda is. Right, or what are, maybe what our agenda is in some regards, or how much we just sprinkle breadcrumbs. Or maybe in some cases for some people, how we just ignore it. And... In addition to the context of this book series, we are deep in the midst right now of high school boys volleyball season. Mm-hmm. It seems that almost every day <coughs> there is either a game. Well, let's say we're deep in the midst of volleyball season, period. Because he's in the midst of high school, she's in the midst of club, so... She's in the midst of club. I'm in the midst of starting to play volleyball outside. You haven't wrapped up the inside yet. I haven't wrapped up the inside yet. Rites of spring, though, and warm weather coming. Um, so, but maybe volleyball season just always is, is in season here in our house. <laughs> but Having a beach volleyball court in your backyard might have a little something to do with that, maybe. but I'm just going to go out on a limb there. Maybe. <clears throat> and so the idea that there is a there's a way that you can pass down your passions to your children. Yeah, can I interrupt you? Go ahead. Or would you like to finish your sentence? Uh, well, you're just so good at interrupting. Why don't you just go ahead? Well, I don't want to... I want to be careful with this topic because... I want to make sure that we're sharing what we, I know we both agree is the best mindset about the things that parents are interested in and the things that kids are interested in and how they spend their time and stuff like that. 
And so you said there's a way you can introduce your kids to your passions. And I think that there are two main things that I want to emphasize in this discussion. Well, Number before, one... I'm oh, going to interrupt you. What? <laughs> You're well, not good at this. I'm only good at it. Before you go on a... Before you climb up... Because you know exactly where I'm heading. Before you climb up to that soapbox. Oh, I was going to call it the mountain. Either way. Before you get up on top of that thing... With by my which, bullhorn? Which you're going to preach from? With my bullhorn. Yeah, we can add a bullhorn. Super producer Jay. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I just want to... Because I don't... You are a parent coach. And you can be prescriptive in the things <gasps> that you say. No, what I don't mean that. What are you talking about? No, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that in a negative sense. I'm saying you speak to parents on a regular basis and talk with them about how and what they should do. I am not a parent coach. I'm just a parent who sort of approach things from a perspective and whether I'm not, I guess my point is, is I'm not sitting here and, and trying to say I have all the answers or I did it the right way or this is the only way to do it or this is what you should do. I'm just saying, here's what I've done. And I will gladly speak to the idea that there are passions of mine that our children have embraced. And I think they get great joy out of them. So, there are passions of mine that they've wholeheartedly rejected. That they've rejected. And I think I'm fine with it for the most part. <laughs> I hope you're fine with it. You're not raising mini me's. I'm not. But there are some times where I think that, at least in the case of certain of the kids with certain of the passions, that they really, God, if I could just. Make them understand how yeah. much this well, is... Well, see, there's there's the problem. When, meant for them? When you but, take that desperate energy, they're going to put a, a brick wall up in front of you. Especially. They, yeah, especially certain personalities. They see you, they smell you coming 16 miles away, and they go, I am not <laughs> going there. So anyway, the point of it all is, is that with volleyball... I never really pushed our kids to play volleyball. I would play volleyball with them. I would toss balls around. I would have if them do little skill things. Whatever. Whatever. If they, but if you they... did the same thing with our nieces. Yeah. Years ago, when they were little, you just if you happened to be standing there with a ball and they were standing next to you, you say, "Oh, you want to toss the ball around?" And you just casually do it when they're four years old. Or... Right five years old or whatever, and then almost always they say yes, of course, because a kid in a ball, who was going to say no to that? And it's very casual. Right. And so you're not ramming it down their throat, right. which is the other point I wanted to make. I don't even know if I made the first point because you, never you made so any point. rudely interrupted me. Well, I had to I had to get my part out before you climbed up on the mountain time. But so. I don't even know what my two points were. Okay, enough of that. That's you stepping know, up to the... I don't even remember. So now I have to try to step back five minutes and see if I can even remember what my points were. Okay, go ahead. The first thing is... Oh, yeah, now I know, know what my two points were. My first point is, I think it's very good 
to for parents to share their passions with their kids, to show their kids that they are passionate about something. Yes. It could be anything. It could be collecting beanie babies. It could be racing sports car, racing cars. It could be collecting comic books like you do. It could be reading. It could be cooking, whatever. I don't care what it is. But to show your kids that you have a zest for life and you're excited and you have things that bring you great joy, that is a fabulous thing that every parent should be doing with their kids. Because if all your kids see is a two-dimensional, lifeless robot going through their days with no joy, no excitement, no enthusiasm, no life, what are you really showing them? So it's not, for the point, for that first point that I'm making, it really doesn't even matter what it is you're into as a parent. I mean, you know, within reason. You don't want to be exposing them to some completely inappropriate pastime, but you know what I mean. It doesn't even really matter what your interest is, and it doesn't even matter if they care about your interest at all. But just to show them that you're excited about life and you've got things that you're enthusiastic about and you're really into, that's cool. Because whether they're into it or not, or whether they ever do get into it or not, you're showing them that that it's it's not even okay. It's not just okay. It is advisable, strongly advisable to to grab life and and live it up and squeeze every drop of fun out of it that you can and find out what it is you love and then go after it with a passion. That is what we really should be modeling for our kids. So that's soapbox number one. And then piggybacking on that is that what I already said, it doesn't actually matter if your kids like it or not. You should not be ramming you, meaning not you, but us. We as parents should not be ramming our interests down our kids' throats because it's only going to turn them off. And it's not really teaching them to tap into what's interesting to them. It's only teaching them to have to try to swallow what you like, which may not be what they like. I mean, how many times, how many families have we seen over the years in baseball where the dad is way more into baseball than the kid is, or maybe the kid seems really enthusiastic about it, but the dad used to play and he's really enthusiastic about it. And then two or three later, two or three years later, suddenly the kid is totally burned out and has zero interest in the sport and is going a totally different route. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to show your kids that you have a passion while also at the same time making sure that you realize that it really doesn't matter if they like what you like. Right. It doesn't matter if they like what you like. It it's That is not... The point at all. The point at all. But what I think is... What I think the point is, or what my my thought was about this topic, is how do you introduce it in such a way that you you show what you love, right? That'll if you have those things that you are zestful and excited about, they'll see it. There is no way Did in the world. Did you say zestful? No, zestful. 
Oh, I was like, what the heck? I never heard of that word before, accessible. No, no. If you have things that you're excited about, your kids will see it, right? There was no way that my kids were not going to figure out that I love the sport of volleyball, right? Forget about even a court in the backyard. There was just volleyball tournaments. There was balls around. There was volleyball on TV when I would watch it. Whatever the case may be, there was... There's, they were going to know that. How you introduce it as a thing to them as like something, hey, you could do this. And how you do it in such a way that it is not the, uh, again, to, to use your analogy, the baseball dad who is just, you know, going to like take the kid to the batting cage and relentlessly have him hit reps hit reps you know take swings well past the point at which the kid's like i just want to play the game or i just want to go sit on a video game and or, not play the game or not play the game right i'm gonna go hang out with my friends you know and or how you gently say to your daughter hey you know you really you talk relentlessly about this series of books that you read which are you know young reader books about a quest and a and warriors and their cats and whatever it is. i can't remember what it's called but i think it's warriors the warriors series and how you then say well hey over here's this book that i read when i was a kid and you might really appreciate it and why don't you take a read through and just read some pages as opposed to uh, oh exactly. My, oh my gosh, you like that book? You're totally gonna like this one. You this, must read it. It's the greatest thing ever. You have to read it. What page are you on today? I mean, I, I, that's kind of feels weird. It's silly, any, but we're just being extreme. That anybody would do that in that regard, or, and this was, you know, this is the, you know, the the, if there could be said to be, I won't say the word failure because it doesn't feel appropriate. But if there's one interest of mine that I feel like. Some of my children really could have, or, or I felt like likely would have wanted to embrace, i.e. the comic book thing. You can't be in my house, or you couldn't be in my house and not know that I have a love for this medium. There's comic book art in my office. There's actual comic books that I've drawn and produced. There's always drawings and artwork around, you know, those kinds of things. And I was sure confident that my two younger children not so much my oldest my two younger children would be in interested in this you medium. were pretty sure he would be when he was younger and then yeah. you were shocked when he, he absolutely just, blatantly was not yeah he's just it's he's just, just not his it's thing. just not him <laughs> it's just not his thing the other two i think we both can agree if they Oh, by the way, can I can I just interject something because I forgot to tell you this earlier and it's kind of funny. Sure. Totally off topic for you and our Please. listeners. What movie did you go see last night? Because I never know. Avengers: Infinity War. Yes, our male children could not stop complaining about the fact that you got tickets to see it on opening night and did not take them. The ten-year-old was incensed. That you went to a midnight show and he wasn't, was he didn't 11, have a ticket. 11 p.m. Okay, but he didn't have a ticket. And the older one was like, 
did dad buy tickets yet? Yes, I'm sure he did. Why? Because I really wanted to go. I wanted him to take me. And then the younger one was, I know, the shock, right? And then the younger one was, oh, I can't believe dad went on opening night and didn't get me a ticket. And the older one says to the younger one, you wouldn't be awake if he got you a ticket. What are you talking about? Because he likes to go to bed at like 8.30. So, um, and he's also, the 10-year-old is also the one who famously fell asleep at the Imagine Dragons concert a couple of months ago. So we literally can say to him, you fell asleep at a rock concert. You'll sleep anywhere. But anyway, I wanted to make that point that your boys are very offended that you went to the show without them and they both wanted to see it. So anyway, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I just thought of it and thought I'd want to tell you. I should tell you. <laughs> well, we were talking about comic books and comic book movies certainly are all the rage. Um, we won't get into the long-winded discussion no, about... No, we're going to skip right over that. We'll Delete. skip right over that. But anyway... Um, the, so I thought for sure that the younger two, our daughter and our youngest son, would love comic books. The younger one does certainly love graphic novels. He love well, he loves, are they exactly graphic novels? He loves superhero novels? movies and he loves graphic novels. He loves, like... He loves graphic novels because he likes underpants. to be able to... He likes... Right, but he likes to be able to take a 220-page book and say he read it in 15 minutes. Because yeah, those are Because you literally aren't... can do that with those kind of books. we got to be careful with language here. Words matter. Like, those aren't what I would think of as graphic novels. It's a book, novels. and it's got pictures. Stop. I call it a graphic novel, you okay? You don't know what you're talking about. Later. The people in the biz may call it something different. I call it a graphic novel. He loves them. He loves them. He loves... Stories that are told with pictures and words. Yes. And yet... He's not if, that into books with no pictures yet. Right. And yet if I show him a superhero comic... Uh-uh. He, he won't read it. Uh, he you know why. Hard stop. You know why. Why? Well, number one, I mean, I think he's into that silly potty humor of Captain Underpants and right. Big <sighs> Nate and all that stuff because that... That farting, burping right. stuff that little boys like, he is <laughs> so into that. I mean, that just lights him up and makes his day. So there's there's that, that the subject matter itself is less appealing to him. But also, he can smell you 16 miles away. And if he smells the slightest bit of an agenda on you, he is not going to have it. Right. So I think that you have had a little too much of an agenda with him. At times, not a strong one, but a little too much. And he goes, I am not <laughs> going to read that book. Well, and especially also with... So the other two are firmly in the camp of volleyball players. Oh, yeah. He smells you a hundred miles away on that one. Now, I feel like it's just a matter of time. But he is very, very de de declarative. Is that the right word? Adamant. Adamant. There you go. He's very adamant. And makes a declaration, I am not, capital N-O-T, playing volleyball. Ever. Right, so I have already told your mom, <laughs> your wonderful mom, who I love dearly, and I'm telling you now, I've told her multiple times that I'm telling you now, Stop saying drop that. it. Don't even use that word in the, in the vocabulary when you speak to or around him. Because if you just drop it, maybe he'll He's come, gonna around. come around. He's going to come around, I... But I think he's actually going to come around, not because I have an agenda, because I really don't care. Right. 
But I think he's going to come around because he doesn't like heavy contact sports, just like the his older brother. So I think eventually he's going to come around to it because it's a fun game and it's less contact. Right. But if you speak of it at all over the next like three or four years, he ain't going to do it. So... He ain't gonna do he it. He ain't gonna do it. What are you, Brighton Big Nate? Yep. He ain't gonna do I it. I ain't doing it. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so it's interesting, but I think that the answer at the end of the day is the breadcrumb uh, solution. Well, the breadcrumb solution with no attachment to the outcome, no hit, no agenda. You can. I, I introduce- think attachment to the outcome. That sounds very your world, hippy-dippy, you know, oh, no attachment to the outcome. I love the idea that Noah plays volleyball. I love the idea that Faith plays volleyball. I enjoy watching them play, and I think it's great. Was I attached to the outcome at the beginning? Eh, Maybe. But was I... Was I, uh, I wouldn't have pushed it if they didn't like it. Just like, for the most part, I haven't pushed comic books. When I've tried to introduce them to them, and they don't want to do it, I go, okay, fair enough. Right? Right, I mean, I think you strike a pretty good balance. But I want to make sure that we're careful not to leave anyone with even a fleeting impression that we support or encourage or promote having an agenda when you introduce your kids to your the things you love. I think it's good to introduce them to them and then let them like right. it or not. Sure. Whatever. They yeah. do what they want. Of course. And then you celebrate. The more important agenda for a parent to a child is that the child figures out what he or she likes. And then you embrace that And stuff. then you support them to go after that. And if right. it happens to be the same thing you love... Easy peasy. Yep. If it doesn't, then you educate yourself on the new thing that they like and you help them to figure out how to do more of that. So, with all that stuff said, what passions do you think you've introduced? I was going to ask you that question. See if you can answer it. So, interesting. I can think of at least one definitive thing. I think your... No, the, you can say mindfulness is a passion. Ooh, I've got but one. I've got one. Go ahead. I think your your you know the the mindfulness, the um, the approach of of self awareness and um, meditation and some of those things. You certainly have introduced and cultivated with our daughter. Yeah, well, she embraces it fully. She embraced it. It was it was a natural. It was like you know, it was it was just like wow, perfect perfect fertile uh, fertile ground to plant that seed. Um, you brought soccer, sort of as a passion, kind of not really. Like it was no, a passion I didn't that you actually. I started liking soccer because Noah wanted to do it. When right. he was young. And then I said, well, maybe I should start playing. And then some moms played and I said, oh my gosh, I love this. Right. 
And so, so he actually brought it to me. He brought it to you, and then you embraced it, and then actually you introduced it to our youngest. Well, to all three of them. I mean, we we had them all ask yeah. them all if they wanted to sign up for rec soccer just to introduce rec t ball just to introduce. Right. And the boys stuck with it more than her, the daughter, and the. But the older one is uh, got out of it pretty quickly, and then younger one at fifth grade is still into it. So, whatever. Yeah. The mindfulness thing, I will say that that's not exactly what I would qualify as a, or uh, quantify, describe, categorize. There's the word I was looking for. It would come to me eventually. I wouldn't categorize that as a passion. I would just categorize it as a way of living. Right, but it's something. It's but something you introduced and yeah, I've definitely I, my approach to them anytime they have a challenge or anything in their lives is how can I show them an easier way to get through this thing that's causing them suffering. So I mean, I think that's a little bit different, but I came up with one. I actually came up with one. What? And I wouldn't call it a passion, but I think you know my personality is different than yours. And this is going to sound fruity and ridiculous, but it is just the way it is anyway, so I apologize in advance. I think I just have a passion for life in general because I love everything. I love my work. I love... I was staring out the window today and Faith was saying, what are you looking at? And I said, I'm looking at the tree. We have our weeping cherry tree is blooming right now and the blooms are quickly turning into leaves. So the pink is quickly shifting to green. And I said to her, I'm just looking at the tree because it's only like that for about a week. And I try every day to absorb the look of that tree as much as I possibly can before the blooms fall off because it's so stunningly beautiful to me. And so, you know, I love I love nature. I love flowers. I love the blue sky. I love the I love clouds rolling in. Like I love so much about everything that I think I just don't have particularly a quantifiable or measurable or categorizable, identifiable passion. But I did come up with something. I introduced them all to skiing and snowboarding. Oh, yeah. There you so go. So I can't call it a passion because it's not like we do it every weekend in the winter. But we, the only winters we've ever missed are the winters where I've been pregnant or... Well, yeah, because we didn't have any newborns in the fall, but... The only winners we missed are the winners that right. I literally couldn't do it. That's that is. And now all of them ski and all of them snowboard. ski and snowboard, and all of them enjoy it a great deal. I would say, like, I wouldn't necessarily say they like it would be their first choice of like, oh, what can we do? But certainly, they're very enthusiastic about it. Yeah, when winter approaches, that's a key thing that they think in terms of like, hey. You know, a weekend where we're going to be able to go do this. So, that's a good one. Yeah. So, it's not one I've ever thought of before, but... And it's not like you took them up to the top of a mountain and tried to force them to come down when they had zero skill. Wait, 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 wait. I never try to force anyone to come down. I tried to encourage or invite someone to go to the top of the mountain and let's see how it works. Just because I'm not a ski instructor, it's not my fault. Well, what, you know, when you say force someone to go to the top of the mountain, it would be like... Encouraged. 
Encouraged. That's the word yeah, I used. Exactly. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a story for another day. And the story that you're referring to <laughs> no, is no, when... no, no. It's a story for another day. We're just going to leave them hanging? Yes. Maybe okay. someday it'll come up again. We'll just leave them hanging then. All right. So I think we've kind of walked our way around this topic pretty nicely. Um, if you have some experiences that you'd like to share with us or our listeners about how you have introduced your passions to your children, you can let us know by sending us an email at... Well, we're going to say Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com because that's the easier one for me to access. Excellent, excellent. Um, And with that, uh, I guess we will sign off. Thanks a lot.